0: Good morning, Bokir Tov to everyone. Hope everyone's having a happy Adar. Please help yourself to coffee and donuts. Generously sponsored this year, our 10 Minutes of Meaning series by Lenny and Hani Grunstein, in memory of Hani's father, Mr. Aaron Tambor, Aram Ben Yitzchak, who's Neshama Shadav Aliyah. We are learning together, Mesila Susharim, the great work of the Ramchar of Moshe Chaim Lutzato, who has charted for us a path forward, how to live the best version of ourselves, how to fulfill our potential and how to have our greatest impact on this world. We began with Zahirus, living a life of mindfulness, consciousness, and cautiousness. We moved to the world of Zeresus, how to live with enthusiasm and alacrity, to set goals and to pursue them. And lately we've been studying Nicias, the third attribute, which is the ability to purify ourselves and to purge any temptation or desire. Not wholesale. It's almost impossible to become so righteous and virtuous that we don't struggle at all but it means to identify areas of our life in which we are not struggling or confronting equality, we've eliminated it altogether. And we're living with a purity of thought and a purity of emotion of our heart, and we're able to proceed. And the Ramchal has been expressing the kiosk in a specific area. In fact, he goes on and on and sort of belabors this point, which for us is a testament to how significant and important it is. And that is the attribute of honesty, not to steal. We'd never put our hand in someone's pocket. We'd never break into their home. But in our daily lives, whether it's a lack of punctuality, making a promise to someone to meet them at a certain time and being there late, in which we've stolen someone's time, in which we've billed inaccurately or excessively or we've exaggerated, we've stolen somebody's trust, we've advertised or marketed in a way which is unfair, there is theft which goes on all around us, even unintended, and even among those who otherwise are righteous. So we last left off, the Ramchal tells us, All Hashem wants is Amunah. He wants honesty and trustworthiness. Hashem safeguards, he protects those who are honest. Many were disturbed, a certain Jewish publication had a headline about a certain candidate who dropped out calling him a Toeva, which is really not a productive way to address the conversation. Is an enormous Chilul Hashem, is hurtful to a whole population struggling with an issue. I'm not raising that in our sheer, other than to tell you, the Torah also calls somebody who's dishonest in business a to'eva. Torah uses the term to'eva in several places. In the area of kashras, someone is a to'eva, who's not scrupulous and vigilant. And in the area of business, someone who lies, exaggerates, calls others names, somebody who's dishonest, with weights and measures, who cuts corners, somebody who is not honest in business, is also called a to'eva. Eina Kaddosh Baruch who chafetz Ela be'emunah. wants us to be honest and have integrity and be trustworthy, be measured in our thought and our speech and in our deeds and He protects such an individual. What does business have to do with Emunah? The answer is, the person who's not honest in business, who cuts corners to get ahead, the person who reports their income tax inaccurately in order to save a few shekel is the person who doesn't have faith or trust in Hashem. If you believe He provides what we need, if we believe He expects us to be like Him, then we should be repulsed we should be repelled by the thought of being dishonest. It shouldn't even be something we have to confront or overcome. But the person who sees an opportunity and seizes that negative opportunity, that person who cuts corners or is dishonest or distorted is the person who lacks a Hashem. You can't shuckle hard and have a long Shmona Esrei. You can't when you're in shul or at Dafyomi or in the base Medrash be super stark, And then when you go to business, you're ruthless. You compete unethically and you market uh, in a way which is excessive and which steals the trust of the consumer and you can't report your income taxes, you can't charge unfairly, you can't negotiate ruthlessly and consider yourself to still be that same person who shuckled or davened or learned or gave tzedakah. It all goes together. He wants us to have Amuna, that's why we, emunah, we said last week, in emunah, a career, a profession, a livelihood, the way we earn our income, umnos, is the same word of emuna, because that is where we express our emunah. Says the Ramchal, Eov, Job, the individual who suffered perhaps more than any other, certainly in Tanakh, described about himself. Have my feet turned from the path? Has my heart walked after my eyes? Has anything stuck? Has anything adhered to my hand? What is Eul talking about? Turning from the path, heart walking after eyes, things sticking to his hand. So Ramchal tells us, Ha-Bit Yifeh Azeh. Look at how accurate, look how beautiful, says Ramchal, this metaphor is. When a person steals unintentionally, it sticks to your hand. You didn't mean to grab it, but nevertheless, if your hand is sticky and you touch something, it sticks anyway. You didn't mean to grab it. You did not intentionally put your hand in someone else's things and steal from them. But if you have a sticky hand and you touch something, it sticks to it. You did not go there with that goal, with that intent, but nevertheless it sticks. Even though we would never go and outright steal from another, It's almost impossible to not make that long-distance call. Today everyone has a cell phone. To not make extra copies on the copy machine. To not take the pen home from work by accident. To not clock out a little bit early or have lunch go a little bit late. To not even, Shulchanach records this in Hilchus Malamdin. The halacha is that someone involved in Jewish education, Rabbanim Avodos HaKodesh. If you don't get enough sleep at night and you come to work and you're tired, and you drag, and you're slow, and you don't give your best effort, you've stolen. You've stolen from the children you're supposed to be teaching, you've stolen from a Kaddish Baruch who, who empowered you with that sacred trust. And I would argue what appears in Shulchan Arach regarding Hilchas Malamdem is true for everybody. Your boss pays you to be the best version of yourself, and you come to work, and you're dragging, because you couldn't help but follow the primary results till the middle of the night, and then the next day you're exhausted, and you could have just read about them in the morning, and therefore you're not as productive, you're not as efficient, you're not as sharp at work as you were supposed to be, you've stolen. So again, all these examples that Am is saying, you never said to yourself, let me go steal from my boss. Let me go a little, be a little slower, I'll be a little bit lazier, let me go steal from him. bam, um, you don't go to work because you say to your boss, I'm afraid of the coronavirus. I, there's no coronavirus anywhere near you, the flu is much more dangerous and never stopped you, but it's a good way to stay home from work. So you report I'm gonna work from home because of coronavirus, which is another way of saying, I'm gonna be lazy at home. All these are unintentional stealing. You think it's cute, you think it's an opportunity, you think you can cut a corner. He says, what was he of saying? I never went off the path meant, I never went off the path of truth and righteousness. And my heart never followed my eyes. What did he mean? The problem is our eyes grow big. We see the mighty dollar sign. We see the opportunity. And so our heart grows big. We want to follow our eye. A nicer car, a bigger house, more money, more things, more material possessions, more pleasure. Our eyes get huge. And then our heart becomes distorted. The judgment gets cloudy. What happens is the eyes drag the heart to pursue Heterim. We look for excuses and rationalities. You know what a When we rationalize, the etymology of the word rationalize, we tell ourselves rational lies. We're lying to ourselves that it's not stealing. We're lying to others that we haven't taken from them. Rational lies. When we rationalize our behavior, so our eyes get big, we see the opportunity. And then our heart explains, no, really, I worked a little extra seven years ago, so the fact that I left early today, or I called in sick when I was really healthy, or the fact that I took the extra pencils or made the extra copies, but uh, in the past I've made copies at home for work on my machine, so it all evens out. Our eyes grow big it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to misreport on my taxes, an opportunity to cut a corner. And then our heart rationalizes, Al i'ov mu'um. describes nothing stuck to my hand. If your hand is sticky because your heart follows your eyes, then you're going to stick to things even you didn't go to grab it. It's just going to stick. But if a person is able to be disciplined over their heart and it doesn't follow their eyes, in fact, their eyes follow their heart. You're not supposed to look down. When your head faces the ground, then you look at the land, you look at the material, physical world, you're drawn to it. When you look up at Shemayim, there's a big skula for when a person needs a burst of amuna to look up. To look up when a person looks up and they feel the connection to Shemayim, to heaven. To Kedush Baruch Hu. Person remembers that not only did the, where the man descended from. anyway, people, I love parshas Bshalach all week long. I get all the emails and texts and tweets, and you watch in shul as everybody's zogging parsha saman. It's a big school of parnasa, Parshas parsha saman. Parsha saman, parsha saman, parsha Then they close the parsha saman and they go to work where they're ruthless and lie and cheat and cut corners and misreport and take a little bit extra and ruthless business people. You didn't read parsha don't read parsha saman, live parsha saman. The man fell from Shemayim, the whole idea of the man is to remind us that just like the man fell from Shemayim in the Midbar, our Parnassah falls from Shemayim every day. All he wants from us is to live with honesty and integrity and to live with Amuna. To live with Amuna, to ask ourselves, he's our business partner, he's the senior partner, he's the reason if ever we're successful. He's enormously generous, he tells us even though I'm the senior partner and I'm the reason for the success of the endeavor. You keep 90%, just give my other kids 10%. He's amazingly generous, but make no mistake, he's our senior partner and he's the reason for our success. And he's by our side every day at work, every email we send, every receipt that we submit to our accountant, every advertisement that we put out in the marketplace. Kodesh Baruch is by our side. And all he wants is for us to live with Emunah. Does it meet his approval? Does he sign off on that expense? Does he sign off on that marketing campaign? Does it meet his approval of Emunah? Because if we live with that question, if we ask that to ourselves, then he knows that we're for real. But if we don't, then he knows that we really left him behind in shul in the base medrash when we headed out to work. Have a great day.